What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Super. You can't even hold it in. I am one of your hosts, Spider, and I'm joined by Mr. Giggles over here, Mr. VIP freaking Washington. What's going on? I... I'm sorry, how are you? No, 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 no. You said nothing wrong the first time at all, sir. I was just trying to compose myself because immediately when I started thinking about it, I was like, that's going to sound funny and crazy, but I'm going to say it in the show so you'll know what I'm talking about when I say it. That's your signature. That's the go. Now, if you don't respond the way I think you're going to respond, <laughs> I know it's a dud and I'm not even going to point it out, but we'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever it is that you got to say whenever you say it. But no, you I'm in, doing great. You in the, I, I hope you and the rest of the audience too. <laughs> the anticipation is there just to be able to deliver or not. Can he deliver? <laughs> mm. But we'll find out. But if you want to stick around and you don't really know what this is, this is all things super where every yeah, week we take a piece of super powered movie, TV shows, even trailer. We watch it, we react to it, we break it down, we review it, and we ask the question. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? We'll see. But if you like that, go ahead, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come <laughs> out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for all things super favorite podcast streaming platform. And if you want to join in on the conversation, tweet at us or post at us. I don't know. X. 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 I don't know if you can ask somebody to exit you. I don't. Wakanda? Is it a Wakanda? No, it's absolutely not. But the formerly known as Twitter. We're not even going to talk about that. This is not what this show is about. (laughs) But it's at AT Superpod. However, you get there, where you. Whatever you do. We'll be there. We will be there. Oh, man. All right, so anyway, this episode, we're talking about the brand new and almost yeah, final what? film of the EU. If this is really deep. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said the final film almost. almost. Yeah, I almost thought final. James Gunn said that Blue Beetle was a soft relaunch. Well, he actually said The Flash was supposed to... Well, James Gunn is under some... You know, he got to deal with some stuff. So, you know, he can't tell you not to see the movies. He got to tell you to go see them. They got to make money back on these movies, okay? A lot of money and time went into these movies. Right now, that strike is going on. We don't know what's going on. We don't know when we're going to get new content. Old content's go right now. You're going to see us on here doing cooking classes. <laughs> I mean, Talk about we have all a, things. Seasoned. We have a. <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot of content that has already come out that we didn't, but we do have a, a back catalog. Of- yeah, but I wanted to be like humble amongst the masses. They don't know that we know that we know that, but you know, well, I guess they know now. If y'all watching, now we yeah, we got content, y'all. <laughs> but not yet, not yet, no. But we're gonna be talking about Blue Beetle, starring Joel O'Mara, Dwayne, Cobra Kai. Shout out to you. Look at you. Look at you. Linguinius. What? What is that word? What? Linguist? Yeah, something like that. Linguinius. Yeah, it's like possible, long, and wrong. 
There you go. <laughs> How many times you practice to say that? No, I've been knowing this how to say the name since Cobra Kai. Yeah, you're doing better than me. Look, I, I like this guy. He's a really good actor. And so uh, when actor. they announced that he was going to be playing Jaime Reyes, I was really excited for him. I liked what he does in Cobra Kai. Um, and I knew that, you know, because it was kind of the whole thing with Tom Holland being in a, a gymnast. And you know that they'll bring some of that quality and that, you know, their aerial acrobatics and all that kind of stuff into their stunts when this they're doing it. So I know that, you know, with Jolo having practiced martial arts and a lot of the stuff that he does in Cobra Kai, he does it himself. I know they were going to kind of bring that into Blue yeah, Beetle. Blue, so, Blue Beetle kicked the, out of a lot of people. <laughs> so I was interested to see what they were going to do um, with the casting. I mean, as far as the rest of the cast, you know, it could have mm-hmm. really just been. Okay. Because I, I think what, they personally, I think that what they, they purposefully didn't um, pass like as to the general public, like a lot of big names, because okay. I didn't, I didn't think they wanted it to take away from the the main star. But of course, you know, Lucas in this thing. Well, yeah, but what I was about to say They're already taken away. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that because you have <laughs> your have movie together, you have your protagonist who has found uh-huh. a claim on Cobra Kai on their number one Netflix series every time a new series comes out. And you have you your talented award-winning actress, Susan Sarandon, that's your protagonist. You got them bumping head-to-head. Then I, would, I didn't even get over to Susan yet, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but then you bring in another big name like George Lopez to be not only your, your comedy, but also give you some plot points, give you some exposition, and also gives you heart too so you have that sort of like mm. that pyramid of like star power for your movie because that's really who the entire movie kind of focused on mm. Mm. it's like a dinner bell in the old west triangle <laughs> the pyramid that you speak of gotcha alright <laughs> this movie is uh one that I was excited to see. I think I remember when we did our breakdown of it, and I was like, yeah, let's go, Blue Beetle. I'm a Blue Beetle fan. I understand the, that Jaime was not the first. In fact, he's the third. And there's some good backstory with the Blue Beetle character. I don't know his gallery of villains besides the Black Beetle that they, uh, oh, that storyline. Woo! Chef's kiss on that one. What was that? Justice League Unlimited? Young Justice. Young Justice. Yeah. The Black Beetle. And the Reach. That whole. Because literally, like, like, because for Young Justice, I knew that they spread that entire storyline, like, across two seasons. That's how, like, that's what Secret Invasion should have been. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's how you do a Secret hey, Invasion storyline. Because it's this like... They they announce themselves as oh you know we're this friendly race of aliens we want, I mean want to help Earth out and everything and then you get to the end like the middle of the end of season two and it's like oh we've been the bad guys the whole time this is how we've integrated into everything that you have got em. and it's just like that was just like oh wow I don't understand it's like the studios. <clears throat> 
don't reference the material. No, they don't at all. I mean, the, not just the comics, like the animation too. And yeah, but I know they they made one brief mention of it. And I mean, we got in like the open the opening credit scene where it was like coming from another planet somewhere, and it was like just. There was one yeah. planet that just completely destroyed. <laughs> I say this beetle gives no about nothing on this planet. Straight through the I planet. I hope they had no life on that planet because that planet was uh, done. It was Krypton. Oh, that's dirty. <laughs> that would be something else. You think Superman would kill Blue Beetle if you ever found out? <laughs> because the, the scarab blew up his planet. Yeah, it's enough to fight for. I mean, <laughs> but I, I don't know. They don't ever really say what blew up the planet, right? No, that, it's yeah. not referenced. It's something, I think I see well, one storyline. It was like the core, or it, something, and it but... really, it really depends because it's like different properties tell a story differently. Because I just watched the um, Legion of Superheroes animated movie okay. on Max, and that okay. one follows Kara. And it follows her going in front, you know, join the Legion of Superheroes. And that that version of Krypton blew up because it was like some environmental stuff. Like they were mining all the resources and they caused, caused the planet to collapse or something. That's horrible. And so, and it's like, yeah, every, every version is always something different. Because remember in Man of Steel, they had like the whole scene where Russell Crowe was kind of arguing about what they were doing. It was destabilizing the planet and stuff. and one of the times it was war and it was like they were uh like dropping like sending missiles and that blew up the planet so you know i guess it all depends on who telling the story right but it blows up it definitely it's, it's a canon event <laughs> <laughs> all right so uncle ben, the 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 waynes die uncle ben damn, dies krypton damn, explodes whoa <laughs> always never changes nah. I'm gonna do things my way. <laughs> I'm gonna change my story up. Y'all can have that. Blue Beetle, just okay. So, where do you want to start? How do you want to get into this one? Let's just talk about it. Okay. Well, just remember what you said when you said it. Said it. Now I know what I said. For me. <clears throat> I can't say that I had high hopes for the movie because it's... Oh it's, my no, God! No, listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> because we know, we know how DC movies are. So I Damn. can't go into it. I mean, and I said this, I said the same thing when, when saw Shazam. And what did we watch after Shazam? Hasn't there been another one? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, forgettable. I don't even... <laughs> Exactly. The Flash. That's what it was. That, uh, <laughs> but and I'm and the Flash, I threw up. <laughs> but I said the same thing about both of those because I said, you know, we've been burned by these deep much. I can't, you know, go in thinking that it's better. So I didn't already have high expectations for, but like I said, I was excited because Jolo was in it, and George Lopez was in. It. Everybody knows George Lopez is hilarious, and so. Going into the movie, you know, just going in and trying to enjoy it. I do love the aesthetics of Palmera City. 
because I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the the modern clean look yep. mixed with the yep. neon and all this other kind yep. of stuff. But huge it, fan of that. It did make it a little because I was wondering. I'm like, when exactly is this set? Like, what time period is this in? Is it at the same time that we have you know the Flash and the current you know Justice League storyline or whatever's going on? And all this other kind of stuff, or is this Left like ambiguous somewhere, like maybe in the near future? Because I was just thinking, like, I understand the aesthetic of the city, but we even get that opening scene where Victoria Court is going to Antarctica or wherever, Siberia, wherever they are, and the helicopter she's in has like the neon rotors on it and stuff. So I'm like, it just seems a little bit more advanced than everything that we've seen. Mm hmm. So, but I mean, the, the feel of Palmera city, it was, it was Miami ish, but yes, it was like eighties Miami with like all the synth and, uh, you know, well, they shot it on location in, um, what was it? They went on location and shot it. I can't remember. I saw it in the credits mm -hmm. and I, and I was like, well, why wouldn't they just shoot it in Miami if they wanted it to right. be in Miami? Like, why would you go to another country? To shoot it, could we have saved a little money on that situation? Like, yeah. where there's no places in Miami? Because that's the same thing the missus was saying. It's like, it looked third world. Yeah. I was like, yeah, look in the credits. It says it. I forget what it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember what country it was in. But I, maybe it was for, like, the downtown portions. Maybe the aesthetic of the hey, architecture that had something I that understand. they really liked. Because I then guess. Take, then take the Beatle International. I mean, go international. You can't introduce. Well, uh, you you can because technically it's a fictional city, so you could just pretty much put it anywhere. Thank you. But I don't know why they had to have the the Miami ish vibes because I, mean, I you know I don't know too much about Blue Beetle's story about his hometown, so I don't really. That's I mean I'm assuming that's kind of comic accurate to film I can't city. say because I never went cojones deep into a Blue Beetle uh, storyline right. besides the one that I shared with you earlier because again you gotta you gotta you gotta hey man you can't blow up Superman's planet and just expect <laughs> you to have a strong fan base so but no I like the character yeah yeah I will say this I will say this they did not do wrong by the character. I would agree with that. They, I think they nailed the concept of, in which we've seen this before with Eddie Brock and Venom and Spider-Man and Karen and uh, even that movie that we talked about when the gentleman got his mind taken over by AI or something like that. And they, he had a psychotic break and he was on vacation forever. It came out before Venom. I forget the name of it. The guy that was the Shocker played in it. Well, the first Shocker, not the second Shocker. I forget his name. And, well, somebody's going to put it in the comments if we're lucky enough. Can you guys put that in the comments? The actor's name, if you know the movie. And not, the movie I'll, put it, I'll, put the, I'll put it in there. So I, I, I can do my own work. So I'm comment on it right now. I'll comment. There you go. Well, not, <laughs> not right, right now because the video's not out yet. <laughs> yeah. When it comes out, if it's not there, I'm getting to it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just giving you a chance to beat me. 
So there you go. But no, I uh, I agree. They they it, the they done that genre, I, and I think I would say that I I kind of wanted more of it because the the Jaime Jaime that I know, they have like full on conversations. Like I understand, right. like this is the first time that they kind of merge and right. intertwine completely. But I would I was expecting a little bit more of you know the whole having the conversation and then you know being in public and be like oh no I'm talking to you and you know kind you of a little bit of that at the end yeah yeah oh if you never saw Blue Beetle then you, I don't know why you're here <laughs> <laughs> you click the link so we didn't spoil nothing but we probably will so there you go warning. I did the best I can. I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Okay, so there you still go. look out for you. That's because we love them. Big hearts over the ATS. <laughs> um, my heart's on the right side. I hope <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Want to get that looked at? Yeah, it's right where it should be. I'll put it like that. <laughs> Oh, but okay. I think like I, I, I agree with you. I don't think we got enough of Blue Beetle, but my Blue Beetle amount was enjoyable when I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I just feel like they didn't do anything new. Because just like you said, we we've seen, you know, with Venom and Eddie and with Peter and Karen, we've seen this kind of superhero story where you have that voice in your head kind of trying to tell you what to do uh and you kind of trying to come to terms with it uh because it's it really is kind of the same thing with eddie and venom of you know oh i want to kill people no we don't kill people you know i'm right. I'm not a killer oh well, we can you know fuck people up but we're not going to kill them and yeah i'm going to talk about that in a second because there we go. i gotta i gotta I know you're serious i'm sorry to put that finger i, out. I got a question <laughs> about where <laughs> where jaime gets his morals from um but we'll talk about that in just a second but just uh the whole it's a very complete story it really is from from beginning to end we find our protagonist what well, we find we're introduced with our, by our antagonist you see that they're searching for something find our protagonist and how they end up crossing you know paths with each other and then uh-huh. we have the whole turn thing of his powers he's experimenting with his powers he's got to figure it out gets into the first fight where he gets his ass kicked and he comes back he punches harder uh, now he wins he the fight at the end and right. ultimately bad guy loses and so yeah it's it's very formulaic and but so much so that it's formulaic for being a formulaic superhero if that makes sense are you saying they played it too safe i think they did i I think think... they tripled down on playing it safe (laughs) (laughs) i think it's really more much more like that but yeah it's really right in the lines and by the numbers it, it hits all the beats and it hits all the beats like like it was marching to like a, a drum major. And I I think that I don't know what they could have done to like think out of the box or just do something new, something different. Because it still is a new hero that we haven't seen on the big screen in live action before. Mm-hmm. So we do get introduced to a new power set, you know, being able to because it's almost well, I can't even say no it's power set because not only Iron, Iron Man, Man it's, it's like Green Lantern. You can basically make a construct of anything that you can think of. 
pretty much. So, and I mean, even in based, that race, based off text, based, based off, off tech, tech, not off of rather than willpower and <laughs> and, and green space energy. <laughs> I mean, that's you will, a... <laughs> you will not make fun of those light brakes on this show. John Stewart is a hero. John Stewart is a hero, and Hal Jordan <laughs> is a Green Lantern. Hal Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and and it's just that that's probably the it's literally like the least offensive thing it could have done. Just be a competent superhero movie, and I know that DC wants to be in a game with Marvel and get to where MC is. And if they had more movies like this, then I think they would be a lot closer than what they are right now. But I mean, I really just so feel you're like... basically saying if this movie came out a decade ago, it would have done more damage than what it's doing right now. I think more people would have been behind these because I think this is kind of like too little, too late. Because I feel but like it's a very safe building block. That you but can, yeah, it's it's a nice, strong origin foundation to right. build upon. Maybe this was what James Gunn was talking about. Yeah. This is so, so. And then the thing about it is why that why aren't people going to see it? <laughs> because, like I said, it's too little, too late. Because people are already soured by the taste of DC, especially after how many people were, you know, trying to boycott and and petition against getting Ezra Miller out of the Flash, and DC was like. I won't say DC necessarily, but DC and Warner Brothers were like, no, this is who we're going to stick with. And then you had another movie where everybody was excited to finally see it in Batwoman. And then that got canceled in the middle of them filming it. And then so people were like, fuck you, DC. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. I'm not supporting anything you do. So. So they need a PR, a PR junket? Is that what we're saying? They need, uh, they need a lot. They need a lot more than that. But it was just it was it was a fine movie. But it was just it was Here, here's the thing. You we all know the big three. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Hey, <laughs> Androids, aliens, and wizards. Close. <laughs> yeah, definitely close. Uh that's the ones that hold it down for DC. Now now you have some off putting other heroes like the Flash, before the controversy. Aquaman, who was before Jason Momoa, honestly was a laughing stock of the superhero game. So give him credit, he did do that. He made Aquaman, I guess, sexy for women? I don't I don't know. I mean, Still I don't think Aquaman. that was ever the problem. Mm, I never saw Aquaman. I don't think anybody saw Aquaman as a threat to steal your girl. Like, I mean, dude. they... <laughs> Can't even be in the sun. Not, <laughs> not, in the, not necessarily. A, well, because I mean, they did like revitalize them with the comics and the new Justice League. Yeah, DC animated movies. The, yeah, the longer right. hair, the goatee, yeah. the when hook he lost, he lost his hand. Yeah, yeah he's trying to save his son. You're absolutely right. They they revitalized. Yeah. So go ahead, take it and away. And so I think, Jason yeah, Momoa. I think Jason Momoa kind of like followed behind that trend, or at least they cast behind that trend for Aquaman. There you go. Uh, the Arthur Curry of the 60s. Dead and gone. Damn, dude. You ain't had to say it like that. But since you said it like that. Yes. 
<laughs> but besides that, I mean, there's there's these characters was were built over time. What smaller stories that kind of spun off into their own little stories were kind of, you know, as a whole, like we said, we watched Blue Beetle, but I didn't get a full Blue Beetle story in like a a comic run. I got it in an animated story run. Yeah. I was blessed enough to see an animated story. I got an origin and then he probably went away, but then he popped up again inside that series and I got more involvement of the character and more development. And then here you come with the villain. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I understand the villain because I understand the Blue Beetle. And then he's like bigger. He's like way stronger. And yeah. it's like, he doesn't have the idea of the split mindsets in his scarab. He, he's like, he, he, <laughs> and he called all the human meat. Meat. <laughs> oh my God! You just disrespectful in so many advanced ways. Just call like you, you meat. just meat. Killed it. So I'm excited if they go in that direction because that's a storyline that I know. But if yeah. you're going in a different way, then I, I, okay, I'm here for it. But at the same time, and this goes back to the question that I was bringing up we're not as invested with some of these heroes as unbeknownst to the general public outside of the big three. Right. The big three held it down for so long because it was always, it was a, always retelling, about a, a retelling of a story of the big three. We're, but we're, again, I think we speak for the whole industry when we say we're tired of seeing Martha Wayne die. We're tired of seeing Thomas Wayne die. Don't take us back to that alley. We're traumatized, <laughs> just like just like Bruce is traumatized. We're tra- we have we to just don't have the we just don't have one the, more goddamn time. We just don't have the money to become vigilantes and do something exactly. about exactly because that's we're good. Like like you said, we've seen Krypton blow up. We've right. seen Krypton have its own show. You know, we've seen all of these iterations. Like, that Krypton had a show. <laughs> And it blew up. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you get invested in the show when you already know how the series is going to end? Like, I know the they planet is going to blow up. I don't yeah, care about all cool these stuff before they blew up. <laughs> like, they didn't save themselves. Yeah, right. And like you said, it's a canon event. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm not going to get invested in these characters when I know at the end of it all they're going to be dead. Yeah, it's like watching Rogue One a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but the general audience don't know enough about these characters to care enough about these characters. One thing I'll say this, which at this point seems like a overreach that Marvel did, was he put Tony Stark and Spider-Man together. Right. The biggest guy of the company and the newest guy, which again, we already know you love this guy, Iron Man's here too. They showed it in the trailer. They were swinging and flying off together. Boom. So I'm not saying that they couldn't make a standalone movie, but if and you were t- really trying to, try to, but if you were trying to soft touch this as a beginning of a reboot, you needed something more critical than the mid post credit scene that we saw. You needed Batman to see something going on in Central City. Of, of whatever city that Lubitos from, Palmetto City, like you need to see something, or this is where you start to lay your Easter eggs. Right. This is where you start to introduce, 
And I think if you would have did that, you would have caught fire or something. Because I'm not going to say Blue Beetle was a bad movie. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of, like you said earlier, there's a lot of something there. It's a safe foundation. It didn't blow, I don't think, anybody out of the water. But it's a start to yeah. something. And and I think that that kind of is... is it, <laughs> no, what I was... Well, yeah, is it? But I think that exactly what you said is why they went with the decision that they part of the credit scene. Because I think they really wanted to, again, be as inoffensive as possible. So not necessarily introduce a new character, not a new character, but make a cameo. Even if we're going into James Gunn's DCU, we don't have our Batman cast yet. We don't have, you know, our major players cast yet. Even if it was just, you know, a screen in a Batcave and you had just a like a shoulder or a silhouette of Batman distance. And I was like, oh, okay, now... We already knew the universe was connected because he had a Gotham Lost sweatshirt on, Batman's right. a fascist. And we're right. talking about the Blue Beetle. He was like, oh, it's a Superman of Metropolis, a flash of Central City. So we know oh, that yep. we're integrated into this DC universe. Got it. But Got that part. Yep. They we, did do that. We don't yet see that any of the other connected heroes really care or is concerned about what's going on there right now. Um, or. I don't know, just somebody maybe tracking the Beetle because they know there's some kind of alien technology. You know, because Batman, Bruce Wayne, the world's greatest detective, he's always prepared for the new threat. He mm-hmm. knows there may be some alien technology. Show, show something on the, Yeah, show something on the back computer or something like that. But I think that they were so concerned that we don't know if this movie numbers. We're not going to put our money into a sequel yet. So we're not going to really make it see, as that, a connected your, part of the universe. Your lack of confidence gives the audience lack of confidence. Right, and it does, because you see that and you're like, well, I don't know what this is building to, so I don't really care if it, if it happens or not. And here's the thing. They have a track record of shitty post-credit scenes. Funny, funny or not, they lead up to nothing. Because I mean, like the one we got with the Flash and Aquaman, and it was just like he's telling to him how like he was in a time bowl and all that kind of stuff, and Aquaman just passes out the puddle. It was like, what is this? What is this for? Like, what what are, no, what are no we clue. doing with this? No clue. Did he die? Did he drown? Well, <laughs> Aquaman can't drown. <laughs> Bruce Willis drowned in a puddle in his superhero movie. But he wasn't half Atlantean. <laughs> I know the water makes him weak, but a, a puddle? God damn. What you doing? In the, he was in the rain. He had a big raincoat on. Make it make sense. That's all we ask. So I think that would have went a long way if they would have just committed. Because the movies, listen, they, it's it's known that there's some parts in there that hit personal. I was in the theater, woo, trying to hold them tears back. Listen, so I'm not gonna say they they know. The, listen, the movie, listen, <laughs> it it was we, we say it was safe, but you, they did go some places it, that I didn't expect them to go. It really feels like. We want so bad to say that this was a good movie, 
I but want we to. can't because I want, I want it, to. it didn't. It was like really teetering really on that to. on that threshold of just a, a very okay movie versus my actual good movie. It's like because I still, at the end of the day, it's not like I came out of the movie and I hated it. I still enjoyed it. They had like some really good action, really good stunt set pieces. They had some really you know great comedy. Is? You know what it is? It is what Black Panther was for African Americans is what Blue Beetle is for Latino culture. Do you think so? Oh, 100%. Yeah. They have a superhero that they can get behind and potentially destroy like all of us. Because True. because in that storyline that we were speaking of, when the Black Beetle comes, he's bringing prophecy of his scarab is meant to destroy things. Yeah. And the fight between the beetle and Jaime is, I'm not going to let you destroy the earth. Yeah. So they, you know, they, that constant bickering and builds up to who the character is. And some of the episodes, and then they had when, the fight against Blue Beetle. Yeah, because I was just about to say, and then when like the, the scarab took over, like they reset it and it took over Jaime's mind and Blue Beetle became a bad guy. Facts! <laughs> So there's so much they can do with them. I just don't know if they will. Right. I don't know if, and, and for you to not to commit, we're not going to commit, but th- there was places they could take the character and go. Like, they're, think about it. Like, inside it, uh, I would figure because of his age, he would join, like, a young Justice team yeah. versus just the Justice League. But, you know, he has been known to, to venture off and do things. Uh if they if he turns, that's cinema. Like who's yeah. going up against him? And you see what he, the dude can imagine a sword and made it a bigger sword and like let's go. And the thing about it is, we're talking about how this kind of like hits on all the points of all of these other properties. We if they do a Blue Beetle movie where he like you know joins the Reach or whatever and becomes a bad guy, and then the heroes have to fight him. That's literally kind of almost what happened in Cobra Kai because Sholo's hey, <laughs> character Miguel goes over to the other side he has to fight his friend when it works it works man this is like the, look they, Marvel's like we just need you to do the same thing you did <laughs> again we're going to play this safe that's what they know you're from that's what you're going to do yeah. that would be interesting though it would be and it and, just, I mean, all we have to go off of is a, a, a faceless voice in the machine that's Ted Cord that is alive. So the original Blue Beetle is out. But that there, doesn't so. that doesn't set up. It doesn't. It doesn't. Unless it, you're trapped it, in a Phantom Zone that connects with Superman, it, like how you got in there in the first place. Exactly, and it's just the fact that we don't know. Also, again, playing it safe because they could literally go anywhere. With that, they could bring in anybody from DCU just to have that because it's not that the post credit scene or the mid credit scene is building towards something, it's that they're going to make a movie or they're going to build a story around the mid credit scene. And you, you're basically walking back or you're backing into a, a cinematic, but that's what they want. They want a cinematic universe, yeah, but I feel like they're just going about it all the wrong way. <laughs> Spider, won't you help them? Listen, they didn't ask you for help. If they want the help, if they want the help, they gotta they gotta pay for it. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they cut James Gunn a check. Yeah, cut James Gunn a check. I need to be and in James Gunn circle. Him, oh, need, <laughs> you're right, because he take care of his brother and friends. I wonder <laughs> if uh, Michael Rucker's coming back to D.C. to do something else. You know he was in the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. For your He's going to be there. We already seen that um, Nathan Fillion. He survived. Well, well yeah, yeah, not yeah. only that, but not Nathan Fillion is going to be uh, Guy Gardner. So he already, again, taking care of his friends. He already got Take Nathan Fillion in friends. there. Sean is going to be there somewhere. Sean Gunn is going to find a, a place in the DCU somewhere. As he should. He's already Weasel, and Weasel survived. Yeah, that, we, yeah, we. <laughs> Weasel survived. That glass looking bug eyed <laughs> guy is back. Give him a machete and a machine gun and, and point a him in a direction. <laughs> and he's going to destroy something, probably himself. Probably. But no, so we don't know what is building. So we don't really, we don't have anything to get excited for. And it's so Superman legacy is what you're supposed to be excited for. That's what James Gunn says is going to be the first and, official kickoff and, in the but DC that's multiverse. The problem because Aquaman 2 is still supposed to be coming out. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, he's proud of. basically he to... just being leapfrogged. Because nobody, nobody's when, talking about um, Aquaman. You know, you know what? Remember what happened when Fox got bought by Disney? What happened? What part of they, it that? They still had that X-Men movie that was coming out. Oh, X-Men. Um, there was a I Dark think was Phoenix. A Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Despite the fact that that was a horrible movie, <sighs> nobody was excited about it because they knew it had nothing to do with what Kevin Feige was about to do with Mutant. So, so you're basically saying that is this. <laughs> Aquaman because- 2 is going to be the, the Dark Phoenix. And- I like Jason Momoa. How would you do that? <laughs> I mean, now, now let I me tell you something. That's what, you, that's what you're going uh, with. If the story is good, did he have no work? To see, I can't. I cannot say that because was this story bad? What Blue Beetle? No, it wasn't a bad story. Here's I, what I didn't I just like think about it the story. Missed it on some point, but yeah, what you got? I didn't like how Rudy was a tech genius out of the out of the out blue. of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it was did. nothing alluding to say he was a tech genius, and then all of a sudden he's a tech genius. Right. I feel like I feel like the the easiest way that they could have led with that is that when they get to the airport and they're picking up Jaime, mm-hmm. if when Rudy pulls up in a truck and he starts spouting all this nonsense about you know government and all this other kind of stuff, if he uh-huh. like flipped the switch in his truck. And we saw all the cameras go dark. And he was like, you know, yeah. they're always watching us. If he would have did something like that, we're like, okay, yeah. he's a conspiracy nut, but he's but he on his stuff. Yeah, he on his stuff. And they could have just did that, and it would have been something that's real quick. But then it would have just it would have gave us that little bit of backstory, like okay, he knows how to like make some stuff and make it like Clearly. put together with like duct tape and have like yeah, a, a two pick for the... a switch. He don't have the right. equipment, but he has the knowledge. Yeah. He's a guy in the chair with the knowledge yeah. to make, you know, he's the, he's the, he's the Lucas, Fla- Lucius Fox. Yeah. He's, he's the head of R&D. We didn't, for we, didn't we didn't get that. Yeah, we know. Um, I did, I did not like that part at all though, but without that, and again, I know I'm not Hispanic. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not even going to try to pretend like some other um, celebrities and 
say inappropriate things. That's a disrespect to the culture and heritage, but I'm learning though. Um, I didn't, I noticed the graffiti and the tagging of the Blue Beetle was for the culture. Right. I'm not Hispanic. I don't understand that culture. At least put it on the side on the sun, you know what I'm saying? So people could see and that, it. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, but I just looked at it. I was like, that's not for me. You know, that, that wasn't, I, I know, I know it wasn't for me, but, but, but in the context of the movie, yeah, we're thinking about going save my brother, right? But you take the time but, to stop the, me to real tag quick. yeah, in front of the bug. Yeah. So if you would have did that immediately, like when they first got down there, and they were like, if they were looking it, around everything, and they first got there, and then she would make it a post credit thing, make it a post credit thing. Yeah. Since he's back, and you tagging it and saying, "Hey, what's going on?" And then somebody came in that was flying like Superman, like, "Hey, you, I, you did it!" And Shazam, you couldn't even see the head. You didn't even have to show the head. You're like, "Oh my goodness, who's this flying?" <laughs> oh, they already know Superman. They know Batman. It it. it they could have did some things. That's all I'm saying. Like yeah. they could have did some things. Um, I don't understand. It, you and I talked about this right now. Right now, while Blue Beetle is on the theaters and before it goes to streaming, there is an animated show called The Adventures of Superman. Yes, that we talked about. Yes. I don't know how caught up are you on that series or that season, the first season? Uh, I think I'm caught up on that. I think so, but I don't know your schedule. You're a busy man, but clearly that show is good. Yes. Writing-wise, it's a different style of animation. It's more Japanese animation style. They know who they are. They understand who they are, which with the K-pop rise and everything, they are open to a different audience. They're killing it. Good story. Now they started to lay the eggs... Easter eggs of an expanded universe. They brought in Vicky Vale. Everybody knows Vicky Vale. Bam, there it is, right there. That's all you need. You know Gotham exists in this world. Superman has not met Batman yet, but you know he's out there because you know Vicky Vale is there. Right. And this is still a, a young Superman. Slowly young, young tying it in. So putting the legwork in. You can bring in a young 20-something year old Bruce Wayne out on the scene. Just, just came, came back, back from overseas somewhere. Now he's making a name for himself. I, I would know, imagine uh, if they have a season two, that that's probably what it's gonna go. But you know, you know, it's known in the comics that you know Lois Lane and Batman dated, and that's the titillizing tea that we like to see. Because if Superman, if this Superman and lose Lois, maybe that's what's gonna you think about set, it. Set them off, and you know, spoilers <laughs> for anybody who. Listening to the show or we watching the video, everything. I don't even <laughs> right. know why y'all keep coming here. Go get your favorite but show spoiled. We saw like that in that last episode. Lois is, of course, very concerned that Clark is going to become a destruction on the world. He's going to break bad, right? And so she's trying to get him to stop. And she was like, "Why don't you, you know, just for one day be normal?" And then so he takes that, you know, he takes offense to it because he's mm. one, he's trying to, you know, save everybody. But then two, he's also trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Who's the general? Like, what are you doing? You kidnap people. Obviously, you're a bad guy. So I need to find you and stop you. And the person that I care about, the person whose opinion I care about the most is telling me to stop my pursuit of, mm. you know, doing something right. So I feel like that'll be 
sort of the beginnings of that whole thing kind of breaking down because I feel like and it's really and it's funny because the way that the season they kind of got to that overarching thing about Lois and Jim finding out that Clark and how Lois reacted when she found out. And mm-hmm. she said that, you know, if we're gonna be this or we're gonna do this, I have to be able to trust you. And now she mm-hmm. has this fear that's showing her all of this thing about, you know, you're Superman they do, but she won't tell Clark under the fear that her telling him would be the catalyst in him becoming that our world. But so I think when Clark finds out about that, that's going to break the trust. Like you knew about this and you didn't mm. tell me. And it's like, you didn't trust me enough because you thought this was something that I was going to turn into mm. and drive it to the hands of Bruce Wayne. The point that I'm saying is directors, <laughs> writers, even producers, executive producers, take some time out do the research and the homework, binge watch some things, and then say, "Let's this go." Because is... you have, do you have a deeper understanding of who the characters are and which storyline out of all those storylines that you would love to try to adapt with a spin? Because some storylines could possibly spin into other storylines. Marvel's not wrong when they're doing that. It's all their IP. They tell whatever stories they want that's influenced on the stories that they've already created. They swap genders. They turn you know, bad guys to good guys. Yeah. They, Nothing they has to be them. one for one as it is comics. Like you say, it's your intellectual property. It's your story to tell. Just look at what's been told already so at least you can Thank drive you. Some, draw some inspiration from it. You know, you don't have Thank to tell you. the exact same story, but nope, at least... It doesn't even have to be in that same vein but yeah. you still have that base to of know who that person is as a character and it's if like you if you dare, even if you're gonna yeah. tell a different story about them who they are as a character shouldn't change because exactly. i'm I, I i'm not going to create a story about you know batman where batman is right yeah, what the hell is that? What, what is that? It's about? like Whoa, that's you wait. know that's you know. Lucius, if... <laughs> I gotta choose you. Run, <laughs> run, Lucius. It's like, oh, well, it's a different take on Batman. It's like, well, no, that's not Batman. That goes against everything that Batman stands for. Because I mean, it's the same thing like the Punisher and how you know, adopted Punishers like look like oh, you know, I stand with. And he wants the bad guys to be punished. It's like, no, it's not about the bad guys being punished. It's about people who do bad pay for what they did, regardless mm-hmm. of your affiliation. Like you could be president of the United States. Coming. Come and take you out. One man you could, be, He's coming. you could be a priest, you could be a cop, you could be a you know, a teacher. Doesn't matter Boom. who you are. <laughs> he go get you. Equal rights and equal lefts. And he's death incarnate in a man, exactly. so he's coming. So, that's so, but what I mean that character also. But I mean, you take the Punisher and you make him like pro police. That's not the Punisher anymore. That's not Frank Castle. That's a different character entirely. You can't, yeah. A, yeah and, and so you you show. can't necessarily equate that one for one. Like, oh, this is who the character is now. No, that's that's something different. But just now, being Slider, able, some people are gonna say that's who he is to me. Is he good to me? Then you write your own story, <laughs> and you make your own character to make a movie out of him. And that's not the Punisher, then. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why you make your own character. 
You make your own character that can stand for what you want them to stand for. This is a character that somebody else has created and they've gone on record and say that this is who this person is. This is true. Hey, maybe uh, there's an audience for that racist character cop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, get him, Jimmy. (laughs) I would not doubt it. But (laughs) but speaking of racist. Super does not condone racism in any shape, form, means, or fashion. Um... But yeah, Victoria Corbin is kind of racist. Damn. How many times did she call a scientist Sanchez when he repeatedly said my name is not Sanchez? It just came right after the disclaimer. I just didn't know you were going right in. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, man. Susan Sarandon played that character to a T. I hope she don't get no backlash from it because goddamn. I, I, I'll, I'll say, hold up a I'll say not. T-shirt. But because she was acting, she's an actress. She is an actress, and she's a very but talented you know, some people actress. People can't disconnect. That's very true. That's but all I'm saying. My thing is, like I said, Susan Sarandon is a very talented actress, award-winning actress. Extremely, extremely. I didn't like the way that she played this role. Whoa! It was very wooden, very like. And it may have just gone into, like we've been saying this whole time, just a very cookie cutter superhero movie because she was just a stereotypical bad guy. And it's like mm. there was nothing very that distinctive about her. It, she did you didn't need to stand shoot out. Somebody? Maybe. Did you, did you need Susan <laughs> to hold that Glock sideways with a little tilt down and shoot a I foot? just, because, first of all, what was the motivation? She wanted to make the the um what you call the things? Yellow jackets. <laughs> it wasn't yellow jackets. <laughs> um, it's not an Ant Man movie. No, <laughs> it was not an Ant Man. I forget what she called the thing. So um, funny, a blue beetle outfit looked like the yellow jacket suit. <laughs> not wrong. I, I'm sure. I think I want to say blue beetle maybe came out first before yellow jacket was introduced. But then and um. The yellow jacket in the comics, the original suit didn't look anything like. Mm, so somebody's jacking somebody's stuff. I mean, Marvel and DC have been. Bad. Look at the whole fucking Captain Marvel thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's a rabbit hole we're not even about to go down. <laughs> but she was building the. She wanted to get the scarab so she could uh-huh. download the technology from it. I don't know how you download alien. That's tech. It's tech. Ain't no probe. <laughs> it, blue, blue beetle ain't no problem. I mean, it, they did say it went up his ass. I don't know. That's <laughs> they said it in the movie. I didn't write it, ladies That's, and gentlemen. Yeah. But I didn't write. It. <laughs> so she downloads a tech from the blue beetle, puts it into her machines, makes her own her own army, right? For money, and she's gonna she's gonna sell the army to basically start like World War Annihilation. Um, cause but, again, once you have that tech and then you sell it to both sides, cause the arm deals always sell right. to both sides, always, always you're not going to, you're not going to disturb the balance. So you sell it to them and you sell it to the home and then they fight it out and you sit in the back somewhere safe coming your money. Um, but the, the type of devastation that can go on, you already seen what happened with just a blue beetle suit and the one prototype. Yeah. But it's like the the it was like they wanted to paint her like a Lex Luthor 
because on the surface it's like oh i'm doing all this humanitarian work but behind the scenes off the books i have like this whole you know arms deal thing going on but it just i don't know if we just didn't spend enough time with her it just like whatever her motivations were it just really didn't seem that important oh well, this Susan Saran, she got other shit to do to be chasing around. Yeah, I mean, probably so. But, but, but she could she could murder a family though. It, <laughs> she got time for that. I <laughs> she mean, gonna, does she? She could murder a family in, on a front lawn. Does she because she was in a helicopter. So does she really have time for it? Because it yeah, looks like she, she got other, other shit to do. Once they get killed, she gonna go home. She's not gonna stick around the cops coming. <laughs> but it's just it's just it was just stuff like that. It seems like it was so over the top even. Mm, Coretta DeVille. And there was no, I guess it because there was no like build up to it because we in in most villains that we see, we see them, you know why they are the way that they are. What is it, what it is that motivates them. We don't uh-huh. find out what necessarily motivated her until like close to, I guess like midway through, she was talking about how you know, um, didn't get it at all. Well, the whole thing about how she was working with their grandfather and well, yeah, with their with no, with their father, uh, with Jenny's uh-huh. grandfather. And uh-huh. then grandfather got old and he left the company to Ted instead of Victoria. And Ted uh-huh. went away from all of the weapons skills and she felt like she was excited because it was Texas. Yeah, kind of stuff. I, I remember all of that. So, and yeah. that I've, that's like the only hit at anything as to why she was the way she was but still even i don't feel like that's enough to make her as hateful as she is like i know you want to get this scarab back but do you want to kill this this kid's whole family so he can do what you want it's like why are you this evil why are you this okay with killing (laughs) killing kids or killing the family the backstory already showed that she's been evil. She kidnapped a young and baby. We but we didn't get that till the end of the movie. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> almost before the last scene in the movie. That's when we find had out that she's had, been evil since like the Vietnam War or some shit. Had to remind you that. But it see, here's the thing. We had to give you that twist so you could sympathize with the villain. Sympathize with Carapax? Really, yeah, so you, because he wasn't really the villain. If you seen what he had to go through, he lost his mom. It's, it's she, Susan was there to, you know, kidnap you and force you to work and start murdering people. I guess you know, that's horrible. Yeah. How can we? How can we really be? And now we understand that Jaime didn't kill him because we don't kill. And here's what I didn't like: When did we have that conversation that? You did this decision now because you was just about to kill somebody 45 minutes ago. Now he's like, no, Jaime, we don't kill. We know that when you <laughs> caught that. I scanned his memories. Right. Oh, it, here's what I here's what, what I here's what I saw. Right. <laughs> Not like do you, about do, you, do you know he just like he literally shot out my uncle's truck trying to kill me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got bodies. It's just not like that happened and she didn't send him on missions and stuff. So he uh, killed Sanchez. I mean, he killed Sanchez. There you go. So <laughs> Sanchez, they, poor Sanchez. Let's pull one, pull one out for Sanchez. 
I have all out of juice. Because <laughs> he he ultimately he got sick of of Victoria calling him Sanchez. I don't know what it meant. Well, I, I can't tell. I won't say that. I, I don't know what it says his name, but I can't remember. Hey man, it was a a long Spanish name. I wouldn't be about subtitles. And that was his Aaron Darren Cross moment. And like you said, it was nothing that we hadn't seen really recently. Yeah. <laughs> is 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 it a timing issue with everything? Do you feel like if they would have waited till after James Gunn's new stuff and no. well, kind of squeeze it in there that it would have got a better I don't know because I think they may they probably would have had to do rewrites and reshoots and I think it would have ended up. I think it works. I think no because I think that even if you wait a year or two get into James Gunn, ECU, you still tell the same story. It's still going to be a very cookie cutter superheroes. This is true. So and I think the the safe and it's in a different climate and maybe the strike is over and. You know, maybe there's. I mean, uh, the only thing that would make a difference if the strike was over and they then they re-release and the, or then they release it, then that would be you know is changed due to you know writers coming back to the team and they touch it up and make it a little bit more impactful. But I mean that that cookie cutter and safe, regardless of the climate, whether you're at the end of the DCEU or at the beginning of the DC. It would make, I would make it seem like, oh, okay, well, now they're starting to DCU off with this. They're starting off safe. They don't want to take any risks just yet because they don't know what the people. You are absolutely right. So I think so as of right now, damn if you do, damn with... if you don't. Oh, man, that's not the way to look at it. Look at it this way. Your movie has a lot of heart. It does. It does it have a, a lot of heart. It, it has let, a let, lot let's, of Let's talk heart. about those couple of scenes. So we get onto the lawn. We already we already hear and which was very funny when we picked up Jaime and this this sort of we got a, a great introduction to the entire family like right off mm-hmm. the bat because we have the mom and we have the dad and how loving they are to their kids but we can see that they're struggling and but they don't want to they don't want Jaime to know because right. they're like you're at school you want to focus on school so we're not telling you and so they tell the right. sister. So of course, don't say anything, and she out while they're eating. Like what? He had his tacos. He's okay. See, he's fine. He didn't even like overreact or anything. But that also gave us a great introduction to how the sister is. Very straightforward. Very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Very like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my own thing and fuck whoever agrees with me. Um, but so we see that we get the introduction. We see that Jaime cares about his family. Utterly devastated that they didn't they didn't tell him. That and they lost the shop. They're they're losing the house. They lost the shop, and Dad had a heart attack. He's like, dude, I just get back home. <laughs> Y'all are killing me right now. But even in the midst of all of that, we see, and again, and this is just the the power of these little scenes that mm-hmm. can seem so throwaway and inconsequential, but they have a lot of impact. So, like we were Grounded. talking about the whole thing with Rudy, like having just back in his truck, that would have gave us so much more insight on who he is as a person we as get that just yeah, yeah as a character we get the one scene with the mom and dad the dad signing a check and the mom looks over and she's like 25 cents i mean 25 percent it's like you know we're struggling right now he was like but these people they don't 
make any money. Right. It's like, so if we can afford to eat out, then, you know, we can afford to tip them, you know, over 20%. And that just show, like, regardless mm-hmm. of what he's going through, regardless of what his family's going through, he's still going to be a kind and compassionate person. And nice. so we get, we, we hear about the dad had a heart attack. We get to the scene where they're all on the front. They're being attacked. This whole SWAT team do fucking rifle butts him in the fucking face. Almost yes. knocks the man out. Un- unnecessary. unnecessary. But again, this is a whole evil thing. And so the mom and the grandmother get away and the daughter is kind of crawling. She's I made parapax and they're fighting and trying to go back to the family and just heartbeat. You can see what's mm-hmm. happening. He's having another heart attack. And when he dies and the screams and the cries from oh the my daughter. God. Oh is, my God. I am so, not gonna lie. I cried. I cried. Yes. I cried. Yes. That How could was... you not be in that emotion? For him to reach out for his father and can't even get to he's being drug away. Right. Like, dude, stop. Like, <laughs> dude, like, like, I don't want to play right now. Like, dude, this <laughs> time is out, time out. Like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like, I'll come back. But just just hold on. Let me and, go check out my and, dad and, first. And and his screams. Right. That that insane. How could you not have the audience? You got it's like playing with a ball. You yeah. you got him. But where do you take them from that point? Because it's like they're we're heavily invested now. Right. And you don't get that ch- Spider-Man was right there with Uncle Ben on in, in many iterations. Yeah. And you seen Spider-Man with Gwen Stacy man, holding the body. Right. Crying, consoling. This is different. He's being yanked. He's being deprived of that. So evil. Right. But he get- the cliche. The cliche of family makes you weak. I feel like if you didn't say that, right? It, don't even say. It. Just be that it, man. Just not, be not that only, guy. Not only did they say it, but then they came back and had to give the, the counterpoint. I love when my family does. It. That's what makes me strong. It's like that. It's you just, so. It's so on the nose. It is just like yeah. you took your you <laughs> took your grade A wagyu and made it chop. Liver. It's just you made it a a Saturday school special. Yeah, it really was. It really was a Saturday morning uh, after school special, and like it's just so all love and hugs and rainbows at the end of the day. And it's just like yeah. we gotta get that, you know, gotta get that very motivating. Like, yeah, we did it. This is, you know, this is the this is the moral of the story. And it's like, no, if the moral of the story is good, then it doesn't have to be stated. And I would have never touched it. Not even in narration. I would have never touched it. And because they're still in danger. Right. They really are because it's not over yet. It's nowhere near. <laughs> but and you can't say that they go ride with you because you can't be everywhere at once. What happens if you wasn't there to put the shield up? They shot at them. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but this dude literally had to put a shield up. So we we get the, the because of course they they like you said they drug Kami away and their house is burned down and the mom the daughter and the grandmother are standing on the lawn and 
you can see shout out to to and i want to make sure that i get her name shout out to felisa escobedo who played mila the sister okay her standing there in front of the house and just like she's crying but she's like trying to hold it in because she's trying not to sob uncontrollably like just the emotion on her face and for the grandmother to say you know Yes, this is a very sad time right now. But Jaime's in trouble. Oh my and we have to go find him. Oh my god. And this is no time to cry. And then it was just like because the grandmother hasn't really been like she was just kinda like, you know, there. Old lady in the background just kinda doing yeah. her own thing. The power went out while she was sewing, she just flipped on a lamp and she yep. just like kept going well, listening to her headphones. No show. Exactly. <laughs> but for her to say that, and that was so powerful in that moment and then they get back and they get onto the bug and they finally have that moment where for the first time in a while they're all back together all embraced and then she said now we can cry we all cry we all cry i was like i thought i was good i was like all right i had my 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 tears came out i'm good i'm good to watch the rest of the movie i'm tearing up thinking about it now it was just it's like how, how come the whole movie couldn't be like that don't know. <laughs> it was but, so powerful and it was so moving. And then when Jenny, because Jenny knows everything that they've been, Jenny's standing on the side and she's crying. And they open up their arms and they bring her in and they all, oh my God. They're like, family. <laughs> this movie has been inspired by the fastest franchise. It's about family. Oh, man. But so. It's it's moments like that that kept us from being just like a. I think it kept it from being a bad movie. The movie has heart. It does have heart. It has a lot of heart. A lot of heart. But speaking of heart, I want to talk about Kevin. Not Kevin Hart. Talked about him (laughs) enough before recording. (laughs) But so we talked about Jaime basically saying, you know, they get into that first fight with Carapax and. They immobilize him. He's knocked out in the street. And this is before he got the upgraded armor and everything. Yeah. And uh, the is about to kill him. Kaji. Kaji's uh-huh. about to kill him. Eliminating yeah. the threat. And that's what they, that's what we built for. And Jaime is like, See no. That planet we came to? <laughs> <laughs> right. Jaime is, Jaime is like, no, no, we don't kill. He's, he's a human being. He's a person. We don't kill. We don't kill. So right. she's like, well, what would you suggest? And weapon which yeah. you know in his defense are pretty cool like blowing and, and this is very because we've seen this in multiple iterations of being blue in young justice in the injustice mm-hmm. 2 video games he has like the staples that he shoots mm-hmm. out to kind of immobilize people like that the sonic cannons um and so we have that whole thing of they don't kill Hami doesn't want to kill people uh but when they get into the bug and they storm the castle rudy mom sister grandmother jenny none of them 
had a problem with don't him. They don't, don't, so don't. Is it, okay, what was it, we don't share those same views, Bruce. <laughs> was it the dad? Was it the dad, the one that was holding them all together? And so when the dad passed away, the family just started wilding out? Or did they, they, did they have the, the vengeance in their fire. eyes too? <laughs> and they're like, you killed, you know, my families. You're gonna come in here and kill you. He literally da, 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 da. the foot of the bug was like just stepped in, stepped in a person, and it was like shaking it to get, get it, it off. off. Get it off. Did 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 he knock somebody off the cliff too? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no telling. I'm pretty sure he did. Though. I'm pretty sure he's dead, and no telling what was in the the bug fart gas. I don't think they were ah. knocked out. I think uh, that was something. That's another one that I was wondering. Like, do we have to you can fart joke? Yeah, do we have to go for the low hanging fart joke fruit? Because so when you turned around and I saw the back of it, I was like, here it comes. Man, and sure then the, the with the noise, it was like Ted Cord, probably a genius mm-hmm. to be able to build all of this stuff. Was mm-hmm. he that immature that he had to put mm-hmm. the fart noise with could've, the gas coming out? Could have just dropped canisters from underneath. Right, work work just as well. But no, but it, I it's, guess it's we got to come. It's got to come out the butt. And that's what I'm saying. It had to come. It's uh, like you took your audience here and then dropped it down to school level, right. like elementary level, and then you you we dissected it. <laughs> you saved the whole DC right now. I don't know. Ali, you hit so, the like button just with a dice. <laughs> hit the like <laughs> button. Both breaking up down like this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to EV. Right. Shout out. Shout out to Vault. Shout out to the whole new rock song. But when it comes to Blue Beetle, Mr. Frankie, Mr. VIP Frankie Washington. Oh my life. Is it super? <laughs> but it's a good movie it's a good movie like i would not tell anybody not to go see blue beat yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you not to they got a lot of heart in it they got some solid cgi they got some solid action scenes yeah i can say for the most part i didn't really have a problem with any of this i like that for a lot of the uh the parts and we kind of saw this in uh early set photos filming that the suit is practical it's not like a you know iron man or uh, you know, yeah. Spider-Man suit where they have like the mocap when they did CGI the, the yeah, Thank God for that. The suit was very practical. And it was actually you could it. see in a lot of places like when he was laying, how the suit was kind of like buckled up because it was like leather or whatever the material was. But you could see like it was an actual suit. So I do appreciate. Yeah, because you know, we was we learned from Green Lantern. <laughs> it's true. And we we did we're learning, but you know. I didn't have a problem with Green Lantern suit. I knew it was CGI, but yeah. it was like you know, Ryan Reynolds was in a phenomenal shape, and it looked more form fitting than anything else that I've seen CGI wise. But the floating head on it, maybe that was what people had a. You got to get that rendering right around the face. I mean, you know, it was maybe the next time they do. John Stewart is a hero. <laughs> Hal Jordan is there too. <laughs> Spider, I'm you're not running from it. I gotta ask you the same question. Oh, I, I, I don't run from the question. The the soft relaunch that's great that James Gunn says he's associated somebody else's name with <laughs> to Blue Beetle. 
the rise of the nothing was it super the rise of the nothing <laughs> yeah nothing's coming out of this like you said they they don't want to commit so why should we commit yeah i mean it's man don't let my opinion sway you like i said there's so much that could have been done to this movie to just kind of like set it apart and i just think that the fact that they played it so safe and it was just so straightforward to the point to where we get the cheesy line at the end about the love of your family makes you stronger is it's just like you say it's it's a good movie it's it's not bad and, and who though <laughs> Who's your audience? Who are you? Who does your song? your audience is? Uh, is this the remember when you your went to general and superhero viewing face? <laughs> yeah, this would be a, this would be this a be one of this would be a Friday afternoon. Roll a TV car into the into the classroom. The substitute teacher don't want to do no work, so we're gonna sit here and we're gonna watch this superhero movie. We could watch Blue Beetle. <gasps> we could watch Blue Beetle. I always wanted to see it, <laughs> <laughs> but and I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it's there, but no, <laughs> I can't, I can't say it's super. It, it could have been super. It could have been super. That man said it's just there. It's just there. <laughs> but why would, <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't say it like that. Listen, shout out to the Latinas and they have a movie Listen. and a champion they can get behind. I like it for that reason. I I'm like not, it for that reason. I'm not saying that I don't like the movie. I like the movie. If if the if Blue Beetle was to come out on streaming tomorrow, would I watch it? Yes, I will watch it again. Would I go back yes. to the movie theaters to pay for it and watch it again? No. Well, technically, you're paying for it still. If it I mean, I'm still paying for it. Will I go out of my way to leave my house to go watch it again? No. Would it have been different if he had more endorsement deals? Like if you seen Blue Beetle on the side of like Pepsi? No. And that wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> had the story introduced the reach, even if we got like a post credit scene about the reach, then maybe that would have made it a little bit different. But yeah, we say that. If there was one little you know what? They needed Gal Gadot to come walk through. <laughs> if she would have shown her ass up in this movie, I promise you, I would have walked out of the theater. I would have got. If I would have heard that, the woman to show up. If I would have heard that, I would have got up and left. I'm like, no, they didn't. Because you know what? No, I would have at least respected it because they know it's a meme at this point. And it was like, you know what? We're just gonna lean into it. She's just gonna show up for no apparent reason and just, just stand in the distance somewhere. I don't know. Like she was on an island next to the island where the castle blew up, and she just happened to be looking. Just look out the side. Right. I'm like, you know what? That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be spot Wonder Woman. Every DC movie from here on out. Where can you spot Wonder Woman? Oh my god. That would have been hilarious. I would, have so, been, I would have been pissed, but I would have been like, I would have been like, <laughs> just have nothing to do with nothing. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, Gotham is up there on Metropolis oh or God. whatever city you in. I don't know where she is. She get. I thought she was in DC in the, in the movies, right? No, she was. 
in a museum yeah i don't know what museum. yeah but i thought that was in dc oh, and then okay. justice league she was like overseas in london or england or paris she get around or man she get around <laughs> that's what i wanted to say at the top of the, the show that they need a yoga do to walk through and say the food <laughs> I'm glad you saved it for when you did. It was it was perfect. There you placement. go. I wanted to make sure I delivered. There you perfect go, placement. guys. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, it's a good movie. I would watch it again on on TV. Um, it didn't grab me, but like you said, for the Latino community, I I hope that this movie served you guys well, and I hope that they did a great job. Because I, you I got can, a good I one. Can, they could have gave y'all Calendar Man or somebody. You know, you got a good one. Basically, but I mean, I can only look at it from a person on the outside perspective. I can't say, you know, they represented your culture, you know, accurately or not. So if you are Latino, you are Hispanic and you let us know in the comments what you felt about Blue Beetle and what you felt about the representation. We would love to hear from you on that, on that front, because that's something that we can't necessarily speak to. Oh, Abuela's packing more than a chocolate. She got that. So I want to know. Were because she laid people out, but the mm-hmm. bullets were colorful. So were we supposed to take that as just because they're colorful, they're Pul- non-lethal pulse, bullets? Pul- pulsar cannon. Yeah, bullets. some kind of like stun something or knockout yeah, pellet to just something like that this. would incapacitate them, not unalive them. They did not get up. <laughs> they did not get so, up. And she was very I'm just lay here. <laughs> she was very that enthusiastic hurt. about. She got a pass. I mean, it was like, Nana? <laughs> she got a pass. She let them plants down. <laughs> yeah. That, so simple, but still yet so iconic. I wonder if she got a tattoo across her chest. Probably. Oh, I'm just saying. You know, see, that's, that's the sequel that we need to learn about. That's the story that we need to dive into. I, I keep telling them the colors to check. I don't know why the, the, the apparently it's in the map. What if Nana was <laughs> fighting a revolution against Carapax when he was young child soldier? It's an interesting tie-in, but you just you got to do something like she really led some things like Peggy Carter or Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like like she led it. She led it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean the What's way that the way that shut up seven the way that <laughs> she said Blue Beetle is a movie of the year. Anyway, I respect this I'm, decision. I'm gonna ignore everything you just said in the last fifteen <laughs> seconds. But no, the way that she kind of like laid their attack plan out, that definitely gave like general vibes, like mm-hmm. leader of a resistance type vibe. I would love to see like her lead a band of women to go rescue girls that was kidnapped by some drug lord. Like human trafficking, like that would be. Oh, I would, I would pay to see that. No blue beetle suit. Just have her go in as a BA and just for the girls, just get them out of there. Did you think? Because I know this is what I thought. Did you think that Jenny was gonna offer up the Cord Mansion to the Reyeses? Uh, no. Why was she? Because. I mean, essentially, she she had already said it's that you know, her fault. yeah. <laughs> so she she felt responsible. <laughs> that's a, that's the a real tr- villain. That's a true that's a true villain. villain. Yeah, you're sleeping with the enemy, <laughs> kissing on the enemy. But because I thought when they got to the mansion and then she was like, well, nobody's been here since you know however many or whatever like that. 
I thought because they already had all the tech down there and everything, the whole family knows that he's the Blue Beetle. Then Mm -hmm. their house is burned down. I would thought that she was going to offer, when she came back, I thought that she was saying that. No, but she did the stand up thing. At least she was going to repair the house. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's something that Jaime can do as far as money, whether it be security for Korg or, you know, that would be interesting of the twist. Like I would hope that if I'm dating a new CEO, I get a job that's better than just security. Hey, who's going to stop him? The dude's bulletproof. One of the best scenes they showed that he was bulletproof. It was. Yeah, but he's not like publicly. His family and Jenny know. It's not like an Iron Man thing where he's just walking around like in the suit but with his helmet off. The suit's always there. The suit and is always there. It's also it's meant to protect him so he can say I'm the Blue Beetle. Going to need a job because if yeah. he's going to continue to be the Blue Beetle, his wardrobe budget is going to skyrocket. Oh yeah. He burns through, through everything. His, all of his clothes every time he wants to suit up. And then every time he suits down, he's naked? Naked. 100% butt booty ass naked. Like, you can't even hold something for later. You know how Spider-Man whips yeah. his backpack for later? He comes back and change? Like, you don't even like, have you don't, that option. You don't change out of clothes. You just burn the clothes off your body. That's horrible, dude. Did Jenny feel some <laughs> kind of way because she let him She let him wear his dad, her dad's, like, sweatsuit and then he just burned through it? He's like, motherfucker, I just, <laughs> you That's were borrowing that. That wasn't That's for you to keep. Dad stuff. <laughs> this is why he don't let me have Okay, so, I... and you let me know if you notice this, because this actually just brought back a memory. So when they were sitting in, I guess, her room or her parents' room or whatever room, did it look like when they did the two shots, when they were sitting right next to each other, did it look like they were possibly recorded or filmed when they were not there together because if you go back and look at it if you go back into the listen to this before you watch it if you're watching that scene when they're sitting next to you Jaime is looking at Jenny but his eye line isn't it didn't naturally meet where she was like he looked like he was looking at her forehead or something like it looked like they filmed him like kind of on a green screen and maybe filmed her mm-hmm. in a room. And mm-hmm. so when he was looking, he wasn't necessarily looking at her. And I don't know. And I may be, I may you have, know, it, it like just I know me. that sometimes we got to get the shot and, you know, we cut and paste where it's necessary. <laughs> for, not, for them to not even be in the same room. And hey, I'm, man, I, I might be That's crazy. a part of the magic. What are you talking about? You, I, you know, how short that's on the screen for nobody's paying attention to that but analytical people like you (laughs) it's just but was something there yeah something was there an obvious mistake so (laughs) maybe they maybe they fell asleep on the keys i don't know (laughs) maybe they waste coffee on the film that's what they did back in the days if that is really the case and they weren't together for that scene at least a part of because i know when they were doing like the the over the shoulder shots it could mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it could have been a stand-in or whatever when it was oh, filming. I'm 100% sure it was. But at least you still have two people in the same room and they can look at each other and 
communicate. But yeah, that 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 two shot, it just it maybe that's weird. the maybe that's the stuff that they were trying out, trying not to be safe, and they were experimenting <laughs> on new shots. I don't know that only had one person in it, <laughs> and the other one is on the screen. But they did if, it in Fast and Furious. Paul Walker was not there. Yeah, but that's that's a different that's a different situation. It's been a long but, time. But if that's the case, then I would say that's probably literally the only part of VFX in the movie that just kind of took me out. I was like, okay, something doesn't really. Hey man, turn the light off when you watch the movie. Squint a little bit, <laughs> lean back some, and then eat popcorn. You won't notice. I can try that's, that next. Make sure you do it in that order. <laughs> in that order, okay. If you don't, it won't work. <laughs> if you if you do it in that order and it still won't work, you did it wrong. <laughs> okay, Keep doing yeah. it till it's this right. Okay. <laughs> it's it's only on screen that long. <laughs> it was long enough for me to notice that something was. But let us know what you thought. That's your spider sense. <laughs> it's something. It, it, it's my inability to be able to sit back and enjoy a movie. Let us know what you thought about Blue Beetle. How did you feel about the movie? And if you, again, if you are a part of that Latin community, let us know how the represent, representation hit you. Uh, definitely love to hear from you. But again, if you like the video, go ahead, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for all things favorite podcast streaming station. And if you want to join in the conversation, just tweet at us, X at us, send us a message, send, send a, a pigeon. It's if, something. It's something. it's something. It's X. It's Twitter with an X in it. There it is. X Twitter. Don't, don't ask me how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, but at X? A-T Superpod. Oh, We're somewhere. And if you leave a comment, we'll read it. And if you, there you go. I'm going to remember what that movie was that I, I told you about. Yeah, I'm going to be looking in the comments to see if you tell me what the movie is. it something I don't want to have seen? I don't you know. You saw it. You Did saw I? it. Yeah, we talked about it before. Did we? Yeah, several times. I feel like I just want to throw dust in it like Therese. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting but, on the answer for that. For no reason Still waiting on an explanation of that. But you say it, come back and throw it, it in his face. It was... <laughs> So something that went into his brain put him in a cult. Wait, what? What was the plot? So what happened was he went and get this upgrade type of situation, right? And then mm-hmm. it started to take over his body, and he was telling him to calm down, you know, let him do stuff. Guys broke into his house, and they were trying to attack him, beat him up, and he, and he same thing. He's like, "Give me permission to take control of the body," and he did. And then he started fighting, and he started blocking everything with one hand, like real robotic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, please. The the, the, I, the guy the guys that was hold on, I gotta do a little research for it because I gotta go back to the Spider-Man home first one thing. Because didn't it cause I think I know the guy that you're talking about, and that's like you the, do. the Tom they say that's he's like a a, a wish Tom Hardy. That's fucked up. <laughs> if you're if you're that's, talking about who I think you're talking about, up, then dude. I think that that's what they said about. Yeah, but we'll be back.
Next time. Oh my God, you did all that? You cut all that out, man. No, <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. We were looking up a movie. I want to, I'm pretty sure people wanted to know what movie Nobody we were talking about. Nobody wanted to know Listen, that. They might know. But <laughs> I could have just left it in the comments. I don't have to leave it in the comments now. It's in the video. It's in the video. So, and then we know if you put in the comments, what was that movie Mr. VIP was talking about? I mean, you didn't watch the whole thing. Damn, they're not a real fan. They don't know that they can get these shirts. <laughs> don't promise the people something just, we can't I deliver yet. I just do it out there. I just do it out there. It's called manifesting. That's all that is. Okay. Well, if that's what it is. But thank you all so much for joining <laughs> us. We appreciate all the love and support. We will see you all in the next episode. But until then, just remember, keep being super.